وسهلا فيكم بجسور الارساليه Welcome to Bridges for Mission 欢迎聆听宣教桥梁 Bienvenido al Punte a Misión Welcome to Bridges for Mission Bienvenue au Pont pour la Mission Well, hello, listeners. I am Reverend Sandra Dorsonville, one of the creative minds behind Bridges for Mission podcast. I'm here with my collaborator. Hi, everyone. My name's Nicole. And we have a treat for you, listeners. We are here with our trailblazers. And I know some of you might be wondering, well, That's an interesting name. Who are the trailblazers? Well, we are turning it over and letting them introduce themselves. So who are you trailblazers? I am Anthony Resolve, but if you want to find me on Facebook, it's Anthony Ratzel. And I am Lita Resolve. And on Facebook, I'm Lita Williams. Uh, We might catch you up later about that whole name story because it does tie into our mission experience. And my name is Katie Henry. And my name is Melanie Mitchell. (laughs) So Trailblazers, we've got your name so far. um, And it is now officially been a year um, since this group has been formed. Um, So do you remember like how the Trailblazer group got formed? Like a whole year ago, I know that's asking a lot and a lot has happened since then. But do you remember what happened at the beginning? I remember specifically reading the email uh, that we got just a few days ago saying, happy one year trailblazers. And I said, I don't remember what happened a year ago. That's wild. But the one thing I do recall is that when we first met all together, um, I think we were a little shy and had, and weren't sure what to say to each other. And um, over the year, uh, we've all blossomed and really gotten to know each other and really opened up to each other for support and um, to guide each other through this wild uh, mission experience. So. Lita was actually like, hey, there's um, there's a sign up for a grant through International Ministries um, to possibly go on a mission. Uh, would you be interested? I was like, I, I've never gone anywhere and I don't really see myself as able to go to another country. I guess we could give it a shot. And we signed up and we heard back and that was good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember. Um, My story was a little bit different because at the time when the Trailblazer group was starting, I had already Um, started the process of completing a short-term mission in Spain. Um, But if I, if my memory serves serves me correctly, it was a young adult grant um, that International Ministries had acquired. And if you fell within a certain age bracket, um, at the time you had, it was within the year, you were supposed to travel somewhere and then you were getting, um, it was like a $1,500 grant. And since I fell in the age bracket and I was planning on going to Spain, um, I was able to apply for the Trailblazers and then met all of you wonderful people as well. 
Yeah, it's been such a great time, like getting to know you guys and working with you um, and to see where you've come from. So from where you were a year ago through this process, like what were you looking forward um, the most? I was looking forward to um, the next move that God had for me. Um, at that time, I was kind of questioning, you know, what direction am I going in? Uh, where are we going to go together? What's, you know, with the new marriage that's going to happen? Um, how do we want to start that off? You know, if, is that, uh, is that something we would like to do is be in Hungary for what we plan for is a co-mission and um, honeymoon, so. I would say a year ago at this time, I was planning um, my vision trip, which is a one week experience in Spain. Um, I am a teacher in Ohio. And so I was planning it around my spring break. And um, Sandra can attest to this, that there were many emails sent about trying to find the right flight and, and getting the right insurance. And I, I never flown this far before by myself. So there were just a lot of anxious emails going back and forth. Um, but I was looking forward to just um, meeting um, the two missionaries who I had been working with virtually at the time. We had a few meetings, um, but getting to meet them in person and plan that vision trip. It was quite interesting, I have to say, Katie, to, uh, to just jump in. The, receiving the emails from Katie and the different itineraries that she was thinking about and all that, I felt like the travel agent. Um, but that was the, you know, that was the role that God had for me at that time and, and along the way. So um, it was fun. We had some good laughters at various times of the day and night. Um, there would be an email bing that would pick, you know, come through the, through the phone or through the, um, the computer. And um, yeah, it was quite the journey. Sandra didn't realize she was going to be my personal travel agent, but that she was. <laughs> uh, another hat to put on. Um, so we've heard about, you know, from a couple of you, Melanie is one that has joined the Trailblazers a little later than, than the rest of you. But Melanie, do you want to share? Um, what were you, how was God speaking to you a year ago this time? So if you can think back to 2020, February, where uh, were you? Yeah. February, 2020, the Lord was really working on me. I was having a tough situation um, just where I was working. And so I was really questioning God about what he wanted me to do. Um, and one of the things that had always been on my heart and mind to eventually do was uh, ministry. And I just didn't know how that would really look. And he kept dropping little hints um, around last year, this time, that that's what he wanted me to do. He's like, I want you to try getting into ministry. And I was like, okay, let me keep praying about this. I'm not sure. Um, so it took a few months before the Lord had it, or before I finally felt confirmed that this is what he wanted me to do, and I decided to sign up. Great. So we've heard that you were scheduled to go to Spain um, to 
Melanie being open to wherever God was, was going to lead the path and then hungry. And then COVID happened and stopped all travels. I mean, to this day, I remember um, that we had to call in and email and be frantic with volunteers that we had abroad to really have them come back because borders we could actually see, you know, virtually borders and countries closing their borders and, and needing for people to, but for you that impacted your, your journey because you were just beginning the process and beginning to connect with potential hosts. So do you want to share a little bit more about how you felt? Yeah. Um, so the crazy thing is, um, so the vision trip that I'd mentioned earlier, um, I vividly remember that school shut down on Friday the 13th of March <laughs> was my last day in the classroom. Um, and we were told we were getting three weeks off. And so we were frantically at work trying to figure out what to do. And it was that week when Spain was actually one of the first countries to close its borders. And I kept looking anxiously and, um, and it was very clear that my vision trip was going to be canceled. Mm -hmm. um, so I was trying to figure out how to get money back from my flight and just a, a flurry of emotions. You know, I, um, I was disappointed. I um, anxious, you know, I just didn't know what really to expect. Um, and that actually led to a meeting with Sandra and Nicole, um, a global consultant named Ann Borkis, and the two missionaries, Marcy and Maria, who I um, was supposed to visit with. And we honestly were just meeting just to kind of talk about our feelings, talk about what was going to happen. And um, Ann was completely in tune with the Holy Spirit. She goes, guys, I God just spoke to me and said, why you can't, don't stop now. Like, let's try something virtual. And um, that's kind of where things took off. Um, and then new emotions arose. Um, but that's kind of my story and how it, how it progressed. And we'll continue to talk more about that, I'm sure, with our next couple of questions. Yeah, wonderful. That is a beautiful, beautiful story. Thank you, Katie, to... Um reassure our listeners to, you know, the importance of being in prayer and being truly walking and open and keeping our hearts open to, to the movement of the spirit. But what about for you, Lita, Anthony, and, um, and Melanie? And Lita and Anthony have again, have themselves a beautiful story. Listeners, wait till you hear this one, but. Yeah, going to Hungary for us marked a uh, really monumental kind of transition because because again our um, our time in Hungary we anticipated was going to be a missions focused honeymoon so we were going to uh, and we were transitioning because it was uh, a long longer term honeymoon and short term mission trip <laughs> um, two months we um, we were kind of picking up everything. Um, after, up until our wedding, um, it, which, you know, and I, those, those plans had, had changed so much just with the wedding. Um, Originally, that, we were um, going to get married in June. And that, yeah, then we moved to getting married in September. And um, 
And so not having, uh, we didn't, we weren't even sure when we came, like it, even if our initial plans had followed through as anticipated, we weren't sure what we would, what was next after coming back from Hungary. So, right. um, so now that, so it was definitely with those plans being changed, we definitely felt, <laughs> uh, we were, we were confused and, mm. and well, really wondering what, like, okay, what is God doing? Not just, um, in terms, because everybody's asked th those questions, mm -hmm. uh, as far as how the, the pandemic has, um, confused everybody's plans. Um, but we were just like, well, what do we, what do we do? What's our next step? What's, mm -hmm. what's the next thing? And, um, I know for me, it was a good reminder to just trust God and, um, and to trust him in the waiting and, um, and to know that he does have a plan, even, um, if our feet aren't, um, you know, if we aren't rooted somewhere, if, if we're, we don't know where our next step is going to be, but, um, just knowing that he has set out a path for us. Yeah. We, um, we were, we originally planned to put all of our stuff into storage and we still had a few months left on our, actually, no, we were going to leave our stuff in our apartment because we had a few months left on the lease and just pay for the apartment in Rochester. And, um, we ended up, it was kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. So we, we can't go in June. That means maybe God's giving us a few more months. Maybe we can finish out the lease mm -hmm. and um, then be able to put our stuff into storage. And so we had planned um, that we were going to, within the time of our wedding in, on June 5th to two weeks after we were planning on moving all of our stuff into storage and, you know, before we got the another, another uh, say that we couldn't, couldn't go because the borders closed. So we were, we were floating um, for a little while, but we, it was really cool to even have that experience and to know that we were, we were still, um, being, you know, that God was still with us and still going before us, even when we didn't know what was before us. It's really wonderful to hear how you just stayed flexible mm -hmm. as borders were closing and things were changing and plans, you know, got delayed. Um, you know, Lita, I hear you say um, to trust God in the waiting. Mm -hmm. And that is so powerful. And I think at one point, you know, later after you got married, that's something that um, Anthony, you came back to as well and how you were even freer in the waiting um, and the sitting with it. So yeah. that's wonderful. I'm sure you're encouraging listeners who are hearing and maybe themselves struggling with mm -hmm. their waiting um, and to truly trust God in the waiting. Yeah, definitely provided a time to... Uh you know, learn, learn to be patient. And it gave us time to, you know, it gave me time to look inward a little bit more and, uh, you know, uh, heal, heal more emotionally. Like, yeah, you know, we're on, you know, I'm, I'm on a healing quest, you know, most mm -hmm. of all. Uh, and, and with that, I feel like I'm more and more prepared than I was in June or September. And I think, it's been really good 
to have that time to breathe. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Melanie, anything that you want to add? I really just agree with what Letty and Anthony were saying is like trusting the Lord during the time. Um, Cause yeah, travel was basically banned and we can't really go and do missions. So, um, but despite all that knowing and trusting that God has a plan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's why I still went ahead and signed up. I, I signed up uh, in June, the mid June. And I was like, Lord, I can't go anywhere because of COVID. And he's like, still do it, still do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm putting my trust in you. I'm gonna do this. So yes, it's definitely, you have to trust God. And all of you trusted God to lean into that creative um, creative side of God because he truly opened more doors and more windows um, to jump in and to step out in faith. Um, do you want to share with the listeners what you've been up to? So we heard Melanie signed up in June. Uh, we heard Katie had to cancel her vision trip and then Lita and Anthony got married, um, but how did you, how did you serve? How have you been serving God? The uh, the technology has been a real blessing. Um, we've been able to do virtual Bible studies every Monday uh, with people over in Hungary, and it's been such a blessing to meet new people and to really get a feel for um, the community that's uh surrounding the good family and it's it's just uh I, I feel more welcome each and every week and not to say that i'd never i i didn't feel welcome before i did but it, it almost feels like family you know is starting and that's really a it's a really a beautiful feeling mm -hmm. since March. Um, so I mentioned a little bit earlier how um, the idea was brought to us through the Holy Spirit, um, but through Anne to start virtual ESL classes um, to students and adults in Spain who I was supposed to go visit. And so starting um, last week in March, um, I started teaching um, seven different classes throughout the week. Um, to kids from 10 all the way to adults in, um, you know, 50s and 60s. Um, and my favorite day uh, on Fridays, we invited all of the students together and we had Fiesta Fridays, um, which were a blast. Um, eventually, I did have to start doing virtual learning with my own students back in Ohio. So, um, the Lord was gracious and provided other teachers who Marcy and Maria knew. And um, so from March through May, um, we had our own digital ESL classes going. Um, when we started, there were 20 students. Um, and by the end, we had 40 students. So it was just amazing to see. Um, I also had the opportunity to take Spanish classes from um, some of the people living in Spain. Some were actually high school students and uh, some were teachers as well. And then um, in October, I had the opportunity to lead a discipleship class um, in the Dominican Republic along with Kelly Pierre um, for young adults who were new Christians. 
And in the middle of that, um, Jim Bell, who has been on this podcast before, um, he actually, um, him and I are from the same area in Ohio originally. And so um, through debriefing meetings, he informed me that there is a, there was a need um, at a Latino ministry at a church um, close to where I live. And so this past summer, I also started teaching an adult ESL class um, with a coworker of mine who's a really good friend. Um, so it's been neat just to see how, you know, what seemed to be a closed door um, with me not being able to go to Spain has ultimately led to more possibilities and more doors being open than they would have ever been open, honestly, if COVID had never happened. Yeah, we wouldn't have thought of truly. And I remember you, Katie, having this beautiful phrase of uh, um, you giving a year to God, but um, keeping the your hand open. Yeah, and I, I think that I just keep coming back to that. You know, I would um, even working with Catley in Dominican Republic. Um, you know, I, I kind of had this vision when I was first asked to teach and I was like, oh, I've taught ESL before. I, I know what I'm doing, it's fine. And Kelly had this completely different vision. Um, and I was very overwhelmed to say the least. And, um, but you know, I just kept coming back to that, having an open hand and honestly, God challenged me in different ways, but I also grew from it a lot, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I've had and hopefully will continue to have in the future to work with Catley and the young adults in the Dominican Republic. Nice. And listeners, um, so you thought that Katie was done or God was done with Katie. So you heard she, she started in Europe, in Spain, and then went to Dominican Republic, and uh, she's about to go on her third assignment in um, six months, seven months. Um, and your third assignment is where, Katie? Uh, so now I'm traveling to Honduras and I will be teaching English to um, teachers um, who are all Spanish speakers. Um, there is a missionary in Honduras, her name is Delia, super sweet woman. Um, I'm so excited to get to work with her and she runs a school um, and they do teach English at her school. She's the English teacher but her teachers who work with the students on a daily basis are all Spanish speakers. So I will be providing English classes for the teachers once a week. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, and Melanie, what about you? What, how, how has God um, nudged you or what, you know, what have you been up to since June? Uh, since June, I have, um, been on a virtual mission to Asia, um, working with Hope Center. And um, the staff there were um, bringing in tons of kids just off the streets. And a few of those kids had special needs. Um, and they were wondering like, what do we do with these kids? I was eventually brought onto the team and I taught them different strategies that they could use in order to educate the kids and to get them to be able to function, um, hopefully eventually by themselves, just teaching them life skills of like how to eat and drink properly and things like that. Because um, one particular kid that I was working with was nonverbal. Um, so he couldn't really communicate 
and we also had to, um, I, I had to teach the staff of how to work with him and how um, to just include him um, because if you're nonverbal and you can't communicate with others, it's very hard to make connections. So it went really well. I did that for a few months and then I went on a short trip, week trip. Um, and it's just really opened my eyes to see that this is what the Lord wants me to do. And he's just really growing me and encouraging me during this time. Wonderful. So you've, you've got, did you say you went on a short trip? Did you yes, actually did. travel? Oh no, another short virtual missions trip. It was only a week. It was like last week, just recently. Right. Where did you go? Lebanon with some of the staff. Um, and they were just basically showing the different ministry outlets um, that they were working on there and just how God was really growing them and using them in their community. And one specific outreach touched my heart. It was for kids with special needs. And they just really wanted to make sure that those kids were accepted into the culture and that they were taken care of. Wow, wonderful. That's exciting. That is really exciting. So it sounds like you've had, all of you have had um, a greater awareness of where God has wanted you to go and um, being patient, but um, can you share with our listeners what you feel you have learned about yourself about through this process? I've learned my abilities to interact with people that I don't know and have never met um, have really been improved during this this time. And it's been really good to know that I could still make connections and not feel um, kind of lethargic. Or, or whatever I might be feeling at the time. At one point during the preparation time for coming to Hungary, we needed to do a, a fundraising project. And Lita was um, thinking about it even more than I was. I was just kind of doing daily life. And she was like, hey, would you want to read through the whole Bible nonstop on, on video? It's like, what? She's like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we could, we could do that for a fundraiser. And she's like, I, I've seen people do it for Nicolas Cage movies and stuff like that. And I was like, the Bible is so much more wholesome. So, <laughs> so uh, we, we ended up uh, taking turns and, and shifts, um, reading the Bible and sleeping and going out to get food, you know, one of us was out on a mission to get food, and the other one was reading the Bible, and it took us five days uh, in order to read through the entire Bible nonstop. Yeah, and if it's a good, uh, good humility check, if you want to test your love for God, read Leviticus at 3 a.m. <laughs> no, 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 no. Read First Chronicles, the first nine chapters, just do it anytime the listeners you've heard leviticus you've heard first chronicle if you really want to challenge yourself and have some depth of conversation with with the lord 
that's that's an don't want to, to bring your blanket and snuggle up with your blanket while you're reading it as well because it, it makes yeah. it so much more cozy yeah. I had a moment of crisis during First Chronicles with God. I was like, "God, are you kidding me right now? Are you <laughs> you you seriously had to document all this?" <laughs> uh, it sounds like God has took you on a really beautiful journey, mm -hmm. and confirmed that He does have a sense of humor. But when He calls us, when He orders our steps, we have so much to learn. Thank you for sharing that that piece. And yeah. Um, would you do it again? Yeah, I think, I think I would. I think yeah. I would. I would definitely, there's just slight modifications in the way that, um, that we would have, that we would have done it. And mm. as far as like sleep schedules yeah. and all of that. <laughs> and approaching, you know, like building up to the actual event, like mm -hmm. preparing ourselves more. <laughs> So we kind of just jumped in and we're like, this will be great. <laughs> yep. Let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did it. And we're, we are so, so proud of you, but also blessed by it because we would check in during that time um, and let others know. And we kept you in prayers because it was just a beautiful um, testimony of, you, of your faith and how you felt called. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, one of the things that I've learned about myself is just... I've got this and the Lord has equipped me to be a specific way and to do, do specific things. Um, so he's just really opened my eyes to see who he's made me to be. And I'm starting to realize that and to really accept that. Going along with what Melanie said, I think the biggest thing that God revealed to me is, um, as a teacher, and I think this goes along with any profession, you can do things from day to day and it doesn't always seem like you're making a difference. Um, so for me, um, especially at the beginning stages of me learning how to do virtual learning, um, I was teaching my, my students in Ohio um, throughout the day. And then as, in the evenings, I was also teaching a class or two in Spain. And so for me, teaching those classes in Spain kind of felt like work, to be honest. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it. I really did. But it just felt like another, another part of my job. Um, but it was the very last class we had um, where we had a It was a surprise fiesta. I was not allowed to know what was being planned, um, which that was the first class, first fiesta I never took part in. Um, but the students sang songs in English. They made videos of themselves thanking um, myself along with the two other teachers that we collaborated. Um, it was the first time when I saw and I heard that I wasn't just teaching English, but I actually was making a difference for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, and these students weren't all Christians. And so we weren't praying. Um, we weren't really talking about God, but it was evident. It was very evident that um, through this time, especially at the beginning when the students weren't attending school in Spain, I was their source of school for two or three weeks. Um, it made a difference and, and parents were excited. They were in the videos and they were cheering. And um, so God just showed me that 
along with what Melanie said, you know, he's given each of us different talents, different um, skills, different passion areas. And it's not just work. Um, he uses those gifts that he's given us to bring glory to him. And it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful. That's such a beautiful way to, to see it and to view it. Um, and along those lines, each one of you have had um, a very unique and different journey um, with yourselves, with your ministries, um, with God. Um, so with that has been a lot of lessons learned. So what would be a piece of advice that you would give to someone um, around your age um, that fills that, that call to serve, but is also facing that similar waiting um, season? Because we're still in COVID, you know, it's probably going to extend for a while. Um, but someone who may feel that call now, um, what would be your advice to them? If you're afraid to take a move that you feel like God is telling you to take, that's normal. And we're called to be bold. And um, so so step forward in confidence into the, the unknown. And um, don't be afraid to ask. And don't be afraid to apply yourself. I would echo that same call to boldness. Uh, I think the only difference between now in this waiting season of now in the waiting season that we have now and the waiting season that someone might have had even a cup a year or two ago or at any point prior to this is that the circumstances are outside of us and prior to the pandemic you know there might have been a a similar waiting season where somebody said like i feel called to serve but I don't know if it's not, if it's the right time. And there are always going to be circumstances that are challenging. There's always going to be something that will cause, um, cause you to question or, or doubt, but the greatest leap of faith you can take is to just face whatever those questions or doubts or worries or, or fears are, and to just jump in and go for it and to say, all right, God, you haven't stopped moving. So I'm going to jump in and, and do whatever, uh, do whatever you've called me, me to do in this season. Yeah, I completely agree with what Anthony and Lita said. Um, but something just to encourage you, if you are, um, curious or you have those, um, that desire to just do international ministry, um, Maybe you're like me and um, traveling to another country just seems a little um, scary because I'm not going to lie, traveling by myself to another country, just that was honestly the thing I was the most worried about was the flights. Um, However, using a digital platform has made made it so that I'm able to build relationships. And honestly, I've been able to build relationships that I wouldn't have been able to have built in a one week period because I've met with the same people in an extended period of time. So now I'm, I'm eager and I want to be able to travel, to see these people, to meet them in person. Um, And the, 
the idea of me flying isn't as intimidating anymore. So if that's you, I just encourage you to, um, you know, kind of take the plunge and see what virtual um, ministry is like. Doesn't mean you have to be a teacher. Um, you can lead Bible studies or um, you can, there are lots of different opportunities. Just, you know, start praying about what passions and what gifts God has given you. Um, and I know that international ministries can find a spot just for you while still being in the States and still working internationally. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to pick up, piggyback off of each of your Katie and Letta, what they were saying of just like, um, listen and pray and then seek that sword that I ch I'm choosing to use specifically, um, because you're seeking what God wants you to do. And that doesn't mean you always know specifically what he wants you to do, but you're testing the waters in different areas and you're seeing where he actually wants you to step out and um, enter into a place where he wants you to work. I do have to encourage you though, because I am a person who seems to wait a lot upon God. And even though during the waiting season, it might seem like it's hopeless. You keep praying and the Lord's not answering. The Lord's moving. He's still doing something. Um, it's just maybe not on your end. It may be on someone else's end. So I just want to encourage you with that. Thank you. Thank you so much, all of you. Um, it's been a crazy year um, full of ups and downs, and it's been absolutely amazing to walk along um, each and every one of you. Um, through this journey. So thank you so much for joining us um, for this episode. And we are so looking forward to seeing what your next steps are. We thank you for listening to Bridges for Mission. You can find more information about the short-term mission office at internationalministries.org. Also, don't forget to get a hold of the new leader's guide entitled Short-Term Mission Team Essentials Together on the Journey. Uh, you can find this on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book Baby, and that we are so glad that you joined us today. So thank you for all the subscribers and from listening from all continents. Thank you and have a good one.